Welcome to another gathering of the Gold Key Adventurers Society. Have a seat by the fire as we prepare to help you unlock the secrets of the travel life. From theme park thrills to Purple Mountain's majesty, we want to see it all and do it all, and we want to help you do the same. We all have those bucket list trips, once-in-a-lifetime destinations that we'll get to someday. We're here to help you make your travel dreams a reality. Buy the ticket, take the trip. Where do you want to go? Come on, come on, come on, now tell me what's on your bucket list. Okay, hey, okay, hey. it's a beautiful day. Jess, Heather, and Jeff just got back from Disney World, and they're going to tell us all about basketball at Disney Springs, Epcot's Flower and Garden Festival, and the moment we've all been waiting for, the opening of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Seam up the engine and wash your damn hands. It's time to hit the trail with the Gold Key Adventure Society. Attention, please. Train now leaving on track five for Anaheim, Azusa, and Cucamonga. That's our train, guys. We better get going. Let's get settled into our sleeping cars, and then we can meet up in the diner car to talk about some news. But first, tell me, would you rather have to spend the rest of your life traveling exclusively on a train driven by Goofy or a Star Speeder 3000 piloted by a bumbling RX series droid? Mm. I would go a train driven by Goofy. Yeah. I don't it know. Having just... And you get into some wacky adventures. <laughs> having I mean... just ridden a train driven by Goofy, I'm going to go with the Star Speeder. <laughs> I'm going to go with the train because the worst thing that could happen is you'll get into some cartoon hijinks. If you're on the Star Speeder, you could get caught in a Star War. <gasps> oh, but I love the Star Wars. Or, and or Star Wars is Star, Star Hell. <laughs> you might get arrested as the Rebel Spy. Ah, also, I, I just need to throw in that I've always... Spy? I've no. been the Rebel Spy one time, yeah. Presley was once. Presley was? Yeah. Ash was the right oh, spy once. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're both four? shifty. I can see that happening. I've never been. I always want to be that guy. I want to be that guy at Monsters, Inc. Too. <laughs> I've been every guy Jeff just wants attention. Pick, <laughs> I've been everything at Monsters, Inc. except that guy. They tend to pick me every time, but not for that guy. It's because <laughs> of your face. It's yeah, true. They, they saw you. <laughs> what about you, Dan? What's your choice? Um, I don't know. It's a toss up because one way you got to listen to Paul Rubens for the rest of your life. And the other way, <laughs> fair point. It, <laughs> the other way, I, I love Goofy, but that cracked out Goofy is a little much sometimes. It's not for sale, Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting that on the soundboard. I'm a rebel Skywalker. <laughs> uh, well, I guess it's time for this week's travel news brought to you by Key to the World Travel. Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency specializing in theme parks, cruising, and destinations around the world. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com for more details and a no-obligation quote on the vacation of a lifetime. And Jess, what's happening in the theme parks? A uh, quick survey for those of us that have tried both uh, the blue and green milks at <laughs> Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Um, what do you think of both flavors? I like the blue. I'm not a fan of the green. I like both, and both are better with rum in them. So much better with the <laughs> rum. Yes, that's true. I think I like green a little better. It's sort of Ooh. floral and sweet. Huh. The blue one tastes like medicine to me. Well, hmm. 
then Jeff, you'll be excited to know that now there are uh, three new breakfast options at the milk stand at Galaxy's Edge in Disney oh. World. Um, one of them <laughs> looks good, and the other two look like alien snot. I'm just going to straight up say it. <laughs> For the listeners, Jeff just made a yucky face. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one is, uh, is the Saka Farm Egg Bite, which this is the one that doesn't sound too weird. Uh, it's egg whites, spicy tomato sauce, feta, and garlic bread crumbs. Seems kind of standard. Okay, that sounds good. And then good the other so two, one is a green milk bread pudding. Ew. And mm. the other one is what's called a wamba yogurt cup, which is plant-based coconut milk yogurt, green uh, milk on top of that, and seasonal fruit. Um, I, I absolutely like can't stand the green milk. Y- yeah, it's... Um, what's a wamba? Um, About $5, I guess. Uh, $6.49, actually. $6.49. I'm going to stick with the egg bite, I think. Yeah, the photos of these... Especially how much do they get for that? Egg, how much do they get for that egg bite? Oh, so the egg bite's six ninety nine. Ooh, when I picture an egg bite, I picture a little cup about yay big. Yeah, about the size they're, of like an orange slice and right. about as thick as a. They're dang, like a mini a, muffin size, typically like the ones at Starbucks. Yeah, right. If it's and a Starbucks, Starbucks size, you get two. For, do you do you get one egg bite at Galaxy's Edge? This is a Disney egg bite, so yes, All you right. get one little egg bite. <laughs> one egg bite <laughs> for seven bucks. Thanks. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's the green milk is the green milk is is weird to me to begin with, but for some it, it looks like they have turned the green milk into some sort of a pudding. So it's Ugh. it's gloopy and mm. it's just <laughs> gloopy is never a word you want to describe your food. Gloopy is really the best word to describe it. I mean, I know that they are going out of their way to make uh, all of these food items look as otherworldly as possible. <laughs> But Jess, we're sending you down to try these and we need it all on video, please. Oh I'm like, can I get rum yeah. on that? Can they just You have to that? eat both alien snacks. Or just rum instead of that? Mm. Right? Yeah. Can you hold everything but the rum? Yeah. I'll take one green, one blue, hold everything but the rum, please. Yeah. Hmm. I don't That's know. No I mean, me. I think it's a great idea for my, a lot of the time my complaint in the parks is not enough places to eat breakfast. So I think it's a great idea for Galaxy's Edge to have a little, another little stop. But I think I'm going to stick with the Ronto Roasters breakfast wrap, which is delightful. Yeah, that one is really good. <laughs> I don't think I've had the breakfast. I love the regular Ronto Roaster wrap of think hot dog of, and other various weird meats. Yeah, think of that wrap, only add eggs, scrambled eggs. But are they covered in alien snot? No alien snot whatsoever. Oh, two kinds of sausages. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. yeah, it's two <laughs> kinds of sausage, the cheese, and then egg instead of that uh, little slaw that's on the regular Ronto wrap. They're really good. Hmm. I'd eat it. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, these are only at Walt Disney World right now. No word on if they're coming to Disneyland, although I wouldn't be Heck, pushing some that California on vegans would love some plant-based Alien snot. <laughs> as long as it's plant-based. As long as it didn't yeah. harm the animals. I don't know, but sooner or later there's going to be a sticker on it that says this is known to cause cancer in the state of California. Of oh, course, yeah. everything causes cancer in California. This table you're cancer. seated at will cause cancer. <laughs> It'll cause star cancer. Yes. Well, guys, it's time for a sequel. Yes, oh. let's hear it. All right, I'm titling this one. Kung Flu 2, Enter the Pathogen, or <laughs> Why You Should Wash Your Damn Hands and Get On With Life. Thank you. <laughs> Heather, you want to tell us about it? 
Yeah, I was noticing as I was perusing the travel news this week that it's really difficult to find a news story that isn't about the coronavirus. Starting to get on my nerves, you guys. Yeah. Um, There are some updates about the Disney parks. Uh, They are operating business as usual. However, they have put in some what they're calling stringent sanitation procedures for their staff. And you'll you'll notice that lots and lots of hand sanitizer stations are popping up all over the parks. I saw a lot of them being installed next to the, what do you call the little orbs where you band in? What's the touch, touch points? points? Yeah, touch points yeah. where you where you scan. I have lots of touch and, points. Do you have hand sanitizers next to all your touch points now? <laughs> he makes his own. Yeah. Some there say sanitizing some gel, some say lube. I don't you, know, know. you know those? You know that tank that Luke Skywalker floats in yes. in uh, the tank. <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. Oh, yeah, yes. That's what they have. <laughs> With a little crane to lift you in. And so Shanghai and Hong Kong are still closed, unfortunately. Uh, Tokyo closed for a little bit, but it plans to open this week, March 16th, or sorry, next week, March 16th. It was only a two week closure. Yeah. Yeah. So what are we recommending for people with this? Buy Um, more travel. Yes. Travel. (laughs) Currently both the WHO, the world health organization and the CDC recommend absolutely no restrictions on travel or commerce. Except they do recommend only uh, essential travel to China and South Korea. Those are the only two locations that have any kind of restriction. Even Italy doesn't have a restriction in place right now, although it may be smart to continue to avoid the Venice area where they're having their outbreak. However, the most that, that we can recommend is common sense precautions which is basically wash your hands, which we all should have been doing. Which, yes, anyway. is a very good idea anyway. <laughs> yes, all the time. <laughs> wash your hands all the time. Thoroughly wash them with soap for if 20 seconds. If the men's seconds. restroom in Walt Disney World last week is any indication, we're all going to die because there's so many men <laughs> yeah. leaving there without washing. It just makes me want to yep. die. Well, maybe they I didn't know. touch anything. Uh, I mean, there's no need (laughs) to be (laughs) wearing masks. Actually, wearing a mask doesn't help you unless you are sick. It helps you. It helps other people if you're sick. Yeah. Don't buy and hoard masks. Don't hoard other supplies. What is with the hoarding of toilet paper? Yeah, if an Ebola outbreak happens, I get it. There's going to be a lot of pooping. But this is not one. I think people think they're going to be quarantined and i'm also seeing drinking water people are buying lots yeah. and lots of yeah. like, your, your faucet's your, still gonna work your plumbing still works yes, it's gonna be fine. yeah <laughs> the power is not going out because you're sick i don't know it's understand. just gonna be yeah. mad max as soon as everybody's put on quarantine so. god i hope exactly. so i'm gonna yeah, modify truth, my car the truth is this thing is <laughs> really easily killed with regular old hand soap yeah. you don't even need hand sanitizer just wash your hands sing happy birthday in your head wash your hands and go about your day. It's going to be fine. Are oh, you supposed to do okay. that in your head? I wondered why I get all those weird looks. <laughs> hey, if you want to sing it out loud, sing it loud and proud there. You just pick somebody in the bathroom and you're like, this one's for you. <laughs> I saw a great thing yeah. on Facebook where Lots uh, of eye contact. Oh, yeah, a local theater company had released uh, a list of of alternatives to happy birthday that you could sing. 20 seconds of 
um, Defying Gravity or 20 <laughs> Seconds of uh, a song from Rent. Or, it was great. In Agata De Vida. Yes. And that whole thing sure, would just be really, sure. really clean. <laughs> You're disease free for life. <laughs> hey, I mean, it just every if this makes everybody start washing their hands, we can cut down on the common cold and the flu and. Did you guys see the press conference? It's a little, there's a little gif of it going around right now, but a press conference where the woman was saying, it's time for everyone to stop touching their faces while the woman behind her is rubbing her face. And then she licks her fingers to to turn the page while she's speaking. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Good. (laughs) Leading by example is lost on her. There was, there was also a clip of uh, some uh, government officials. I think it was in Iran that were uh, on doing having a press conference talking about the coronavirus there were two of them and the one is just constantly wiping the sweat off mm-hmm. of his face because he's got he's just he clearly has a very bad fever and 24 <laughs> hours later yeah. sure enough the it's, guy's yeah. got it oh, <laughs> wow. hysterical i shouldn't laugh at that but just <laughs> he's on tv reassuring people while he is very ill. Like the meme of the guy sitting in the birding room. This is fine. (laughs) But yes, just use your common sense. Continue to live your life and be safe. Just like the flu outbreak every year kills between 40 and 100,000 people in the U.S. alone. Mm -hmm. And nobody even gets a shot that's available. Right. (laughs) I would actually say right now is the best time to go on a cruise because they are screening. Every single cruise line is taking the temperature. Yeah, they're Mm. cheap. And people are the cruise lines are taking the temperature of every single guest before they're allowed to board. And anyone with an elevated temperature goes through an additional screening and mm-hmm. honestly is not going to be allowed to board. So, I, yeah, it's I, actually three, a pretty safe time. Two yeah. or three weeks ago was the time to be scared of cruise ships. Yes. Yeah, exactly. At this point, at this point, get on. Yeah, they've I mean, gotten their even act together then, and figured out how to screen everybody. Yeah. Even then, it's the same thing. You can get the norovirus on a cruise if you're not washing your hands. Yeah. Say it or if me. you eat poop. One more time. Stop the eating of the poop. And one more time for the people in the back. Wash your damn hands. Yes. Wash your damn hands. Everybody say it once so I can edit y'all together. Wash your damn hands. Wash your damn hands. We're good. We're good. <sighs> Let's clap, bro. Yeah. Professional. Yes. Hand wash you. Oh, damn it. I have a podcaster. <laughs> uh, um, hey, hey, Jess. Hey. You got something from Animal Kingdom? Anything else happening over there in the parks? Yes, there is a new uh, tour coming to Disney's Animal Kingdom. The It's called the Path Less Traveled Tour. Oh. So. Yeah, this is a two-hour walking tour to discover what it takes to bring the magic of animals, culture, and conservation to life at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Mm. It It looks really cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I feel like they've done this before. Didn't they do this before? A couple of years ago, possibly. Maybe. That sounds familiar. Do you get to see the baby zebra? (sighs) Well, no word on that. So it's And and there's actually some caveats because this sounds like it might be one of those backstage tours. It actually isn't. Um, so it's a tour oh. hour walking tour where you're going to learn about the authentic details and design of the park, as well as meet with animal care experts to learn about what it takes to care for the park's residents. Um, now, what they do make sure to note in in the uh, wording for this is that this will not take you anywhere backstage and this does not provide any actual direct contact with the animals. Um, it sounds oh, like interesting. 
Yeah, it sounds like this is a tour of the park itself where they'll point out a lot of the things that went into creating uh, the atmosphere. And then it, it seems like you will get to see some animals and meet with animal care experts, but you're not going to be petting a baby zebra or anything like that. Then I'm out. Yeah. Yep. Done. It does seem pretty cool. It's only sixty nine dollars per guest, um, <laughs> and it's going to be taking place. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's a sex number. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, there are animals involved, Dan. You want to rephrase that one? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> awkward. Thanks for making it weird. <laughs> oh yeah, hey, we're all animals. I made right? it weird. Yeah. <laughs> This will be happening daily uh, from March 29th to May 2nd, except for April 21st, which is the day before Earth Day. So I'm assuming they'll be busy doing other things for that. They'll be earthing. Earthing. Mm, Getting ready to earth the day. Earth the (laughs) day. You earth the day you met me. (laughs) And uh, yeah, you must be 10 years of age or older, and it takes place from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Well, I'll have to check that out and report back. So this may be the last time that this service animal flies, but I saw this article this week on CNN about a miniature horse that made its first plane trip after months and months of training, and I had to bring it up because of his name. It's a cute little horse, and his name is Frecklebutt Fred. (laughs) Yeah, and he travels in what can only be described as a body stocking. Oh, you like we got to put this. It's like horse spanks or something. Yes, is this exactly what it looks like? But it goes all the way over his face, like he's a ninja. Apparently, it's it helps to prevent allergens for people who are allergic to horses. Yeah, he's wow. really cute. So it he made his first flight across the country out of uh, uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, actually. And I'm kind of sad that, that I missed this. The, um, he's only 18 months old and he just finished training. His owner has severe Crohn's disease. Uh, he's trained as a service animal because of uh, the intense pain that she's in a lot. So he picks things up if she drops them and can't. Uh, he can help her Mainly help her apples. to walk. Yeah, <laughs> help her to walk to the bathroom a lot. I assume. Um, and sugar cubes. You, you dropped yeah. your hay. <laughs> I don't know. The, the pictures are adorable. Uh, she she flew first class and had to buy two seats. Because I mean, I mean, it's one it's for her and one for her horse. That's still a horse. Yeah, it's adorable, and she does acknowledge that that she does acknowledge that he probably will not be flying in the future now that the the guidelines are changing to only allow service dogs on the flight. Mm, but that's a shame. You got to see these pictures. He's adorable, and he seemed to be enjoying his his little. He flew from Grand Rapids, Michigan, to Dallas. And then on to California. Of course, it was February Grand Rapids. 7th. Of course, right? <laughs> Did they bring they... a little a little meal on a tray? I really hope so. <laughs> a little bit, little some hay, a pile of hay on a, a tray. warm towel. <laughs> <laughs> I love how they flew him to Texas and were like, "Look at all these horses running free." Now get back on the plane. Now get on the plane. <laughs> Do my bidding. <laughs> I had to bring him up because his name is Frecklebutt. <laughs> Hello, I'm Mr. Frecklebutt. <laughs> oh, Will. Uh, I got another story on the uh, do not ever do this front. Oh. And it's uh, 
a woman was nearly trampled when she decided it would be a good idea to pet a moose <laughs> on her trip to Colorado. Is that what we're calling it? Yes. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what we're calling it. Uh, it's... The headline says a video of a confrontation between a woman and a moose in Colorado shows why you shouldn't try to pet wildlife no matter how friendly they look. She gets out of the car and goes up and thinks, oh, you know, it seems harmless. It looks like a big cow, right? Tries to pet it. Really big. Really big. (laughs) And it immediately turns around and tries to kick her. Hey, lady, don't be petting me. Don't be petting me. I am... I thought he was going to pull a moose. rabbit out of his hat. <laughs> Give her hell, Rocky. <laughs> yeah, she she ran and l- lucky for her was able to hide behind a bush. A bush? A bush. <laughs> a bush. <laughs> a bush. <laughs> a moose disguised as a bush. <laughs> yes. That's a moose bush. <laughs> and she was given a ticket by the Colorado Parks and Wildlife uh, for harassing the wildlife. <laughs> Did the moose file charges? Boris and Natasha were there. Don't try to pet a moose or a bear. Or a squirrel. Or Well, a, a squirrel, squirrel, I guess you could get rabies from a squirrel, yeah, but, but yeah. I especially, I mean, you keep, I keep seeing lately of people who uh, stumble across some baby bears and think, oh, let's play with the baby bear cubs. And where there's yeah. a baby bear, there's a pissed off mama. You know what mama yeah. bear is going to do to you when you touch her cub? Have you seen The Revenant? Yes. (laughs) That's what she's going to do to you. That's what she's going to do to you. Yeah. Not good. Not at all. So wash your hands and don't pet moose. Don't pet moose. (laughs) These are our tips this week. Pro tips. (laughs) They're all things that you wouldn't think you have to say to a a grown-ass adult. A grown person. (laughs) Well, Well, um, I got a weird... It's not that weird. I got a pretty cool hotel. Oh, oh let's no, hear no. it. I don't know. If, this might not be up Heather's Heather's alley, but uh, uh, it's at the Rock Ranch in uh, where did that go? Red uh, Dirt Land. Is it? Is it a place where you go and climb on rocks? It's the Rock Ranch in Georgia, oh. and uh, you and your family can spend the night camping in a Conestoga wagon. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, that, that actually cool. sounds kind of cool. It looks awesome. These you got these big old prairie schooners. They're they're bunk beds. Each each of the wagons will uh, sleep eight people, and they oh. have eight of the wagons. So you can get a big old group there. Circle Stacking up your them wagons. in like cordwood, as <laughs> yeah. Jeff would say. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a pretty good price. Uh, Two hundred forty dollars per wagon. Oh. Um, so I mean, that's what. 30 dollars a person per night. <laughs> Very <laughs> Look good at that math. math. <laughs> Do you have to uh, fill them up? <laughs> this guy's good. <laughs> uh, I mean, you don't have to fill it up, but it's cheaper per person if you do. Um, each each wagon includes bunk beds with vinyl covered mattress pads, lanterns. <laughs> you hadn't had vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew. What's I know going that one on was... in those wagons. <laughs> <laughs> well, they probably have a lot of. Youth groups come through, so ah. they're a little waterproofed, I'm guessing. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> also includes lanterns, firewood, paper and matches for starting a fire, picnic tables, clean porta potties, a folding table, oh, stock with you said paper towels. <laughs> you said clean. <laughs> yeah, it's clean. Uh, folding table stocked with paper towels, cups, hand washing water, drinking water, and there, it's in a fenced in campground. Uh, 
for an extra $10 per person, they'll provide a hot dog dinner. They'll provide uh-huh. the, all, right. all the fixins plus mm. stuff to make s'mores and you cook it yourself over an open fire. Uh, or you can bring your own food and old This sounds like something someone should take a pack of Boy Scouts to. Mm, I don't absolutely. This, is, this is not for me. I'm going to round up a group <laughs> of boys and head out there. Oh, Chad, uh, that, that knock you hear on your door is the FBI coming to ask Jeff <laughs> some questions. Um, this is located on a, on a dude ranch, and it looks like they got a playground. Better yet, a group heads. of dudes. There you go. <laughs> uh, petting zoo, relaxation station. It looks like there's a... Uh, a petting some, zoo? Yeah, corn maze, carousel, cow train. <laughs> petting the dudes. Sign me up. Uh, pedal cars, train depot. So there's all kinds of great stuff you can do. A giant rocking chair. What? You can sit in, you can sit in a giant rocking chair. Just like that. Yeah. Uh, you can go to Big Daddy's concession stand and. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. I'm, That's what I call my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I call my underwear. Oh, uh, there it is. Jeff. <laughs> Well, now you've ruined it. <laughs> and I'm out. <laughs> Earning that E. <laughs> uh, it's not explicit. It's just challenging. <laughs> it's challenging. It's questionable. Okay, the Conestoga wagon sounds nice and all, but can you swim with otters? Oh, that sounds Ooh. otterly wonderful. This is what I want to do. I've 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 gone swimming with dolphins. Uh, my sister has done yoga with baby goats, oh. but we have not gone swimming with the cutest little otters. And you can do this at at the Barnhill Preserve in Ethel, Louisiana. I have no idea where Ethel, Louisiana is, but I'm going to find out. I think it's in Georgia. Perfect. <laughs> that would make sense. They have a one-of-a-kind experience that lets you swim with the preserves otters, and then they also give you a guided tour in the facility to enjoy close-up encounters with all of their animal ambassadors. But the the <laughs> highlight of this tour is thirty-five minutes of swimming with their otters, and they are um, they're Asian small clawed otters, which are the smallest otter breed in the world. So they look like they look like little baby otters. They're so cute. And I really want to do this. So who's, I who's think otters are me? the cutest things in the world. When they sleep, they hold hand with another otter. Yeah, so that if one They're drowns, the they both drown. They've got a little pouch <laughs> that they keep a rock. They've got a little pouch for what? They keep a special rock in it. Oh, for the, yeah, for opening yeah. seashells and stuff. Oh, when to, they meet the otter that they that's very special to them, they give them a rock as a present. What? Stop My kid right must now. be part otter. I'm constantly pulling Stop rocks it. out of his pocket. <laughs> See, I, I'm gonna have to go with this because I have a feeling that I can't swim with quackas because I bet you they drowned. Just, yeah, they probably yeah, don't. But they'd be smiling the whole time. <laughs> oh, here I found it. The Barnhill Preserve is a 30-minute drive north of Baton Rouge, and it's about a 110-mile drive northwest of New Orleans. So totally doable. Have a weekend in NOLA. Go swim with the otters. It's $154 per person, and there's a maximum of a four people per group. So when you're in your swim, it's a small, very mm. small group. That's the preserve hollow. is also home to kangaroos. <gasps> you guys, they have sloths. <laughs> oh, sloths. Ooh, sloths. Kangaroos, sloths, macaws, dromedary camels. 
a Eurasian lynx and owls. Hmm. <laughs> Can you swim Perfect. with any of the other animals? If I could swim with an otter and then hug camels. a sloth, it would be like the perfect day. <laughs> it also does say that uh, GoPro, GoPros and waterproof cameras are allowed because why do it if you can't post photos Word. of it on Instagram? I can't put it on social. It didn't happen. <laughs> exactly. Um, how long do you get to spend in the water with the otters? 35 minutes. Ooh. See, I was just trying to do the math, figure out what's a better deal. Is the swimming with the otters or the snuggling up with the cows? I think, uh, <laughs> I think well, on a, a cost per minute basis. <laughs> it's it's part of a three hour tour. So you get to go and see all of the other animals as well. But 35 uh, minutes with the, okay. with the otters. As long as it includes the, the sloths and the oh, other real, stuff. Right? That sounds really cool. I always wanted there. to hold a sloth too. Yes. Can, Can you swim with you? a sloth? I don't think the sloths go swimming. Sloths they prefer swim, yeah. just to hang around. Oh. Yeah. I They're have really seen videos of uh, sloths getting baths on social media. <laughs> very, <laughs> very, very, once a while you got very slow bath. Off. <laughs> yeah. They actually, they bathe them with, um, uh, it's, it's like ground up, uh, leaves and things that they would normally run a, uh, you know, roll around in on the on the ground underneath their tree. <laughs> After they bathe them, they rub them down with dirt. <laughs> it's just like my dog. <laughs> yeah, there you yeah go. they go roll out in the air. Yep, find a skunk and roll in it. <laughs> <laughs> a dead one, you know. Well, I had one other uh, place I found this this week that I wanted to add to my bucket list and it's a chocolate factory in belgium that allows you to sample as much chocolate as you want the entire time that you're visiting this sounds like an augustus gloop situation it absolutely, it absolutely I can, is i can take this challenge <laughs> but the best part is that it's free what yes so you visit the chocolate the chocolate factory it's the new house belgian chocolate factory and what it's a free tour, and while you're there, you can eat as much chocolate as you want. They're so, so the- proud of their chocolate that they think that once you taste it, you're going to want to take home a box. Like what's the dealers. markup on this chocolate that they can afford to do this? <laughs> right. <laughs> These Belgians are are really sticking it to us with their chocolate prices. And yet, it may actually be quite, and their waffles. quite expensive. Mm. It says there are there are a couple of rules that you have to obey. First, you may only sample the chocolates while in the factory. Hoarding the chocolate and eating it later is not allowed. And second, you can't bust into their boxed chocolates and try that. You have to try it back in the in the area where they have it. There, I looked at these photos, and there's just. Row after row of all kinds of chocolate, and you know, presumably people stuffing it in their pie hole. Mm. <laughs> Rule number three: no, no touching the chocolate river. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> this, That's uh, what it says in my bathroom. Ch- gross. <laughs> Ew. This chocolate factory is located in Brussels. If anyone's interested, mm, I love their sprouts. Taking a visit. Mm. <laughs> I wonder if they have chocolate-covered Brussels sprouts. Brussels. You know, I was like last year before I realized it was Brussels sprout, not Brussels sprout. <laughs> not Brussels sprout. I was. Yeah. I was this many years old. Yeah, I was today I was, years old. I was today years old when I realized. <laughs> but no one says Brussels sprouts. That's true. Except I just, I just did. Together. 
And you made fun of me. Thanks. <laughs> oh. No, you said Just make Heather yeah. feel better with a story about a samurai uh, theme park. Oh, what? Or a wacky theme park. It's uh, Yeah, so I, I started researching this one because it struck me as wacky, and then it turned out to now just be the next theme park I'm going to visit because it sounds <laughs> absolutely amazing to me. So this is the Ninja Samurai Kingdom in Isa City in the uh, Mai Prefecture in Japan. Japan, it's a theme park, of course. It's a theme park based around the Azuchi Momoyama period of Japanese history when the samurai ruled the country. I'm familiar with it very well. Yes, of course. We all know that. You know, that's that's taught in American schools. Uh, <laughs> was Tom Cruise there? What's that? Was it? Was this? Was Tom Cruise there? Oh yes, yes. he is he was the, the last, last one. one. Yeah, he's yeah. the only one there. He's, he's, he's it. Um, so the entire park is built like a small castle town um, around a an exact replica of the Azuchi Castle. And um, so the things that you can do here, the first thing that you can do when you get in is rent costumes to wear so that you can either be a samurai or a ninja yes for the day and you don't even have to buy it you just rent it for the day How these are choose? like authentic looking costumes ninja um, sounds more comfortable than samurai yes just, just like some black jammies stocking well the samurai <laughs> outfit is just sort of like a lot of robes kind of a thing so it looks like it would be actually oh. really comfortable too yeah, okay yeah. fair once you get inside, there are things like a ninja museum, a ninja maze, a, a sword gallery where you can actually like take the swords and chop the bamboo sticks Sweet. that they use to practice on. Bruh. That sounds uh, highly irresponsible. This, this, this oh, yeah. It's Japan, you know. So what happens in the ninja maze? Are you being stalked by a ninja whilst in the maze? Uh, they don't say exactly. Huh. Uh, there's, Intriguing. Yeah, there's a few things that are kind of interesting. If you go to the site, you have to sort of read through the translations, which are... Are, are a lot of fun. Um, of course. <laughs> there's there's an archery range, but there's also a blowgun range where you can learn to <laughs> shoot a blowgun, which is just wonderful. And my Nothing favorite Jeff. is... No is comment, wh- Jeff. <laughs> Biting my tongue. <laughs> no? <laughs> my favorite is what is um, labeled as the Ninja Wizard House. Um, oh. And yeah, a Ninja so Wizard is a thing? You're a wizard, says, Ninja. Yeah, it's really weird. It just apparently says that the laws of gravity have gone, and that's it. You know? <laughs> oh, <Okay. laughs> yeah. yes. It's, it's, Sign me up. It doesn't make a lot of sense. You can even gamble here. Um, it's apparently <laughs> play like an ancient gambling game, but but literally gamble. Huh. Um, and ancient of course, samurai gambling. But can you yeah. kill a man? Well, that's. I mean, if you pay attention by the end, <laughs> there is, a, and of course, there's a hot springs bath because Japan. Um, <laughs> Because, because Japan. there's always a hot springs at their theme parks. Um, <laughs> always some kind of bath experience. Some sort of nakedness. Yes, of course. And of course, right. some sort of mascot. There are cute little cats dressed as ninjas Aww. and samurai that Aww. run around and have blowgun darts. And, <laughs> and the, the, the greatest thing I saw about this was that the Sand admission is... tongue, though. <laughs> <laughs> Admission is free after 5 p.m., but you must assassinate an emperor to receive the discount. So oh. What? No, I'm just kidding. It's easy it is free after oh, 5 p.m. <laughs> Been you there, must done prove that. you have killed a man. Right. <laughs> Silently. Ah, uh, yes. In your jail. So Can you buy throwing stars in the gift shop? Oh, I don't know. I hope so. Awesome. And nunchucks. Oh, man. In the 80s, there was a... There was a store in the mall that I used to go to all the time that had the 
throwing stars and all those little knives and the finger knives and those climbing spikes you could put on. Wow. Ooh, I wanted all of that. I thought I was, was it called the school bully. Was that the name <laughs> of the story? That's right. My, uh, yeah. my great, my great uncle lived in uh, Kentucky and he had a store that it was like leather jackets and ninja crap <laughs> and, and i just remember yeah i remember the same thing there's like like a grappling hook i wanted so bad i don't know what i'd do with the grappling hook but man that's got to come in handy some point <laughs> you're gonna have to sneak into a castle exactly. welcome to i don't know what to do with all this testosterone emporium yeah. <laughs> for sure definitely uh, heather did you have any other stories that's all i got this week i need a random number from each of you guys Eight. Random. Six. Three, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? We appreciate. I didn't say that number. <laughs> the state of Minnesota. Do oh, we? Minnesota, you're going to find. Where you'll find in Minneapolis, the world's quietest room. Sorry, I should have mentioned. We're, we're taking a, a random walk through the Atlas Obscura. We're going to try this one more time. Um, This is in Orfield Laboratories. You can visit an ano- anechoic chamber, a room with no echo. 99.99% of all sound made inside the chamber is absorbed by bouncy three foot thick foam wedges that cover the entire surface of the room. Um, all right. Within, within <laughs> seconds of entering, you will notice sounds that you don't normally hear the beat of your heart, the flow of your breath, the gurgling of your digestive system. Mm. Uh, no, thanks. It's apparently so it's like a very unnerving experience. Uh, <laughs> visitors. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's other people's digestive systems. You hear. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, visitors often become disoriented, especially if the uh, founder and owner of the lab turns out the lights for you. Most oh, people no, don't. Thank you. <laughs> don't make it more than a few minutes. Uh, they'll let you stay up to half an hour if you want. The um, world's quietest room. Weird. Yeah. So, so uh, sound sound equipment manufacturers use it to test uh, switches and displays and microphones and stuff. But uh, apparently, you can go. You can go visit it. It's in Minneapolis. It's huh. uh, certified by the Guinness Book of World Records as the quietest place in the world. Every parent is writing this down as we speak. <laughs> yeah. I want to go to I don't it. know. It seems <laughs> unnerving. I don't want it to be too quiet. I don't want to hear the sound of my heartbeat and my gas bubbling in my guts. Yeah. <laughs> it's, right. uh, it says that the... the I um, save yeah. that for elevators. <laughs> <laughs> The the ambient noise level in the room is negative nine decibels, and your bedroom right now with no one in it is usually typically thirty decibels. So it's huh. Incredible. How do you know what my what are you guys about to say? What are yeah. you doing in my bedroom? Dan? Will you get that microphone out of my bedroom, please? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've been bugged. The microphone in my bedroom listening. would be very sexy. It's Jimmy Fallon and farts. <laughs> How do you tell the difference? Yeah, Someone same just discovered their thing. It's the same thing. <laughs> All right. Well, if you're still if you're still here, don't go anywhere because after the break, we'll be telling you all about the trip that some of us just took to Walt Disney World, including the Epcot Flower and Garden Festival and the opening of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Stick around. After these messages, we'll be right When it comes to planning your next adventure, knowledge and preparation are always key. That's why a call to your Key to the World Travel Vacation Planner should always be at the top of your to-do list when you feel the urge to venture forth and explore the world. Key to the World Travel is an authorized Disney vacation planner. 
specializing in travel to Disney theme parks around the world, as well as Disney Cruise Line, Alani, and Adventures by Disney. With over 450 travel advisors who share a deep love for Disney destinations, Key to the World Travel has a wealth of knowledge and passion to help you experience all the magic with none of the work. Wherever your wanderlust is driving you, Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency with the expertise to get you where you want to go. So whether you're headed to Universal Studios, Hawaii, Europe, or somewhere a little farther off the beaten track, your first step should always be to visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a no-obligation quote. Their expert travel planners are standing by to help you with every detail of your perfect vacation. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com or at Key to the World Travel on Facebook. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Dear Diary, you won't believe the week I just had. I was in Walt Disney World. I don't know where to start. The food, the gardens. Oh, and I was captured by the first order on a Star Destroyer. And then, best of all, I got to go for a choo-choo ride with Mickey Mouse himself. Oh, Diary, you would have loved it. Let me tell you more. It all seems so real. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, how was how how was Walt Disney World? We were on a six-day whirlwind extravaganza of multi-faceted, many different things. Heather and I so, were down so there for six things. days. I was did, that straight from the marketing I did, department? Huh? Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly yeah. what they call it. We went did everything from bowling to the new ride to the. I did Sangria University. It was just amazing. I'm a recent graduate. Well, we got to <laughs> kick it off with the great new experience over there at Disney Springs. You guys, <laughs> oh, who's yeah. been to the NDA experience? I've watched it on YouTube. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Unless I in the you store. are a super fan, don't. Yeah. I mm. mean... We were fortunate enough to be hosted as part of a um, social media press junket sort of thing where they took us and showed us many different of the amazing experiences available at the Walt Disney World uh, campus there. And one of the treats we were (laughs) delighted to go to (laughs) was the NBA experience at Disney Springs. And so they took a bunch of middle-aged white ladies to the... NBA yeah. experience, and, <laughs> and it went about as well as you'd expect. Yeah, target audience. Yeah, yeah it was exactly the tar- target demo. It, I guess it would be pretty cool if you were a NBA super fan. There's a lot of different activities to do there, but none yeah, of but them. But I really were think you have to be a super fan. Yeah, I mean they touted as 13 different experiences, but some of those 13 experiences include. The locker room experience, which is <laughs> sounds like it might which be, which was exciting, not at all what I thought it would be. Really not. Yeah, it's just a mock up. Yeah. It's just a mock up of a locker room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Or how about cool. that draft experience? Did you have fun drafting uh, oh, draft with players? With the creepy, creepy wax sculpture. Yeah, of they the have commissioner. the commissioner who looks like Lurch yeah. from the Adams family. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. And it takes your photo and puts your name above it and shows you as drafted. Yeah, you, okay. you choose your team and pick your hat and take your picture in front of them. I did a couple of pictures of myself 
holding the uh, MVP trophy and the uh, NBA championship trophy. I mean, it was five to eight minutes worth of yeah activity. And it's thirty five dollars to go in there. <clears throat> yeah, but did you guys? A couple of games we did. The there's slingshot. one where you put a. Yeah, you put this foam basketball in a slingshot. It's totally have, realistic. To, yeah, you have a minute just to like try the NBA. and just get like as LeBron. many baskets as you can. Yeah. Did I you learned, guys do any sweet dunks? We went in there yeah. and went. We sort of looked at it and went. I watched some other people do it. I watched the people oh, do guys. it. guys. Yeah. If I had known no. you were going ahead of time, I would have insisted on video. Come on. <laughs> I don't know how well received this is being. Like they're really touting this and pushing it a lot. But while we were in there, there were what'd you say about fifty of us that they took mm-hmm. in there? Yeah. And it was open to the public, but there were fifty two people in there, fifty of which <laughs> yeah. were us. Yeah. I learned I'm not very good at three point shots. Yeah. No, I can't mm-hmm. basketball. I well, I'm gonna but- I'm gonna guess considering that this opened what last spring? Nearly uh, a year yeah, ago? it's a bit it right about a year, a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and and they're still dragging social media people in there to yes. try to push it that it's not yeah. going very well. Well, yeah, they've added so it well. onto all those new ticket add-ons mm-hmm. too. Yeah, so mm-hmm. they're basically giving it away at this point. And now, and I admit that I am <laughs> definitely not the target demographic for this no. NBA experience, as I am not one to love the sports ball. But even if you were a super fan, I just didn't, don't see how there's enough to do in there no, it, it just like it you know it just although at 35 bucks if you stayed in there an hour or so and you're a big basketball fan that's not terrible that's, that's comparable true. to going to the the void for one's 10 minute session yeah, in there that's that's true so, yeah but really now, they could have made a void where you actually play basketball with oh. real basketball players or something like that yeah yeah that that's, sounds true. like it would have been a better experience cool, tm 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 uh, yeah. Bob Chapek, <laughs> you got to give us a call if you yeah. want to. You want to put this into action. <laughs> My favorite part of that more that experience was when they took us to lunch at the City Works Poorhouse and Eatery that is attached to the NBA experience. Yeah, I don't think they're Netflix. affiliated necessarily with each other, but they're in the same building. And man, that was a good oh, place. So good. Yeah. Really, really good food and a hundred and what they like a hundred and four beers on tap. So many taps. So many ciders and then wine on tap. That's the newest mm-hmm. thing is the Ooh, just like Chuck E. Cheese. Something <laughs> called a <laughs> maybe not. Yeah. Something something they called a mimosa that he said was technically a beer. It didn't taste like beer or mimosa, but it was delightful. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently you was, could just name things whatever you want now. Right. I guess well, it is, you say, Jeff, beer, it was more a like a cider. With OJ. Yeah, no, it, it is an actual oh, it's a wheat you can beer. Get that. With, I've had that. Yeah. It's really yeah. good. There's several delicious. different brewers yeah. that are making these things. but that Apple one was, cider with orange juice. That was mm-hmm. really yeah, good. Yeah, kind of like that. It was very good. And um, we really enjoyed the bartenders. They were all very friendly very and attractive. personable. And, yeah, the, there was a cute, uh, cute gentleman from the UK who was spending a lot of time talking to us with Jeff. Us mm-hmm. Samples, yeah, of he years. was cruising me yeah. clearly. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> no, really good. All the staff was real friendly, and the service was great. And uh, we tried. The food they was good. They did because we were there on a sponsored event. They wanted us to try a lot of different things, so they had ten or twelve different mm-hmm. things out on a buffet for us to try: salads and nice. sliders and pasta oh, and the, were, there was a kung was a pao cauliflower that sounded weird but it was amazing actually mm-hmm. 
It was very good. A uh, filet slider with grilled onions on a pretzel roll. That was <laughs> so good. Sounds yeah. good. Um, and there, my favorite actually were the some ahi tuna tacos. Uh, but no, so I highly recommend uh, City Works Poorhouse. It's a great, great. And that's P O U R. Yes. <laughs> well, unless you stay there all night. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. yeah, if you're not living the hashtag hosted life, then that's true. Correct. Yeah. The yeah. prices were actually pretty reasonable. The um, the beer prices were about the same as at my local brewery or tap house. So mm-hmm. in the and they in have the a seven to ten dollar range, depending on the beer. So yeah, the the choose your own beer flight you can get was it three three of whatever they have on three or four, four. maybe it's four yeah yeah four uh, usually when uh, when you get a flight it's pre selected but this was you choose from whatever they have on tap pick your own four and mm-hmm. they were Bartenders substantial love that. yeah I'm sure <laughs> <laughs> we did two two beers and two ciders they were yeah they were very good you had we liked cider. everything we tried yeah. highly recommend. Five out of five. There's so so many new places opening up at Disney Springs lately. Then I've been really pleased with all of the new stuff I've tried down there recently. This trip, we also tried um, brunch at Wine Bar George for the first time, and Fancy. wow, not hosted. We went there on our own. Yes. Yeah, we did pay for that <laughs> ourselves, and the food was delightful. So so good. Really good, and. Uh, you know, all the wine is still there at brunch. Yes, and you can also get <laughs> a Dole Whip mimosa. Oh, yeah, that was excellent. Oh, so good. Is it really Dole Whip? Because it wasn't rose. thick like I was thinking it would be. It was just orangey sort of and sweet. I but think it, it does. It says they do use Dole Whip in it, but I, not a lot. I guess they blend it really melt well. Melt it. Melt it down. First. Maybe they don't even have yeah. the machine that freezes it like this. Oh, yeah, that's possible. Thermos. It was so It was really good, good, though. Whatever. I don't care what wizardry they do. It was delicious. Right. <laughs> Jeff had the steak and eggs that was served on top of really good French fries. I'm glad you remember that. Good. I was trying to think what I even had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remembered it. Oh, yeah. Steak and had- frites. I had French toast, which I really liked, but uh, I was jealous of his steak and egg frites. It was, mm-hmm. it looked so good. Pardon me while I pull up DoorDash and ask uh, Chris right. to bring yeah. some yeah, steak and eggs. Cause that sounds really good. What's They're really starting to embrace that? the brunch. There's a lot, quite a few places now at Disney World that you can go for brunch. And um, Disney Springs is getting a brunch restaurant. And I'm blanking right now on. The name of it. Oh yeah, over there by the um, near the NBA thing, and mm-hmm. yeah, it what used to be. It's is it where um, they knocked down bongos? I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Is it going to be Guy Fieri's brunch guy? Yeah. Yes. We're taking it to brunch town. Yes. It's good to see them really staying on top of the trends there too. We've got a right. gun that this shoots donkey thing. sauce all over your brunch. Eggs with oh, fourteen different yeah. sauces. <laughs> No, thank you. <laughs> oh, wipe that image out of my brain, Jeff. Thank you. Yeah, for real. <laughs> donkey sauce gun. <laughs> That's what you call it. That was my nickname <laughs> in high school. <laughs> well, speaking of dining, we all did. We all tried uh, the new Smokehouse barbecue, right? The Regal Eagle. The oh, Regal yeah. Eagle. No, I, I cannot stop saying the Regal Beagle. The Regal Beagle, which is what <laughs> it should be yeah. called. You guys made me write that in an article the other day. <laughs> I, did, I did not get to eat anything there. Uh, it was not part of my half of the tour, but I did stop in and it smells 
Like it's yeah, a tasty we place. What did you guys got, think of there it? Was a, there's a three, choose three meat plate that I got. Mm. Uh, the American platter? The Amer- yeah, the American yeah. platter. And so I tried the pulled pork and the ribs and the sausage. The sausage was not great. The other two were great. The ribs were exceptional. And then I was with some other people that had different things, so I got to try the um, chicken too, the barbecue, like a chicken That's what I had. quarters. My goodness, that was amazing. Yeah. Ooh, that was so good. That was actually the highlight of it. And I wish I had ordered that, but the ribs were really exceptional. It's a dry rub rib with no sauce, rib. and it didn't need any sauce. They have five or six different house sauces that you can choose from, but. I typically Everybody just eat the meat to see how that is before I add mm-hmm. any sauce. And if it's yeah. good, it doesn't need it. It seems like it's a big improvement on the rest, the quick service restaurant that used to be there. I typically yeah. didn't eat there. But. Oh, yeah. I think that was actually just the dumpster from the other. <laughs> it was, the, other it was the runoff from Cosmic Rays. It was <laughs> the burgers yeah. they would, would yeah. not use. It was kind of embarrassing what they were using to represent America. I always yeah. thought that. Like, welcome to oh, America. Yeah, we that's have a good burgers, point. hot chicken dogs, nuggets. chicken nuggets. Yeah. Yeah, this is, a, this is a big improvement. And, yeah, usually I go for extra sauce but i felt like everything Didn't was cooked it. so well the best thing about it is the mac and cheese because Bruh. it's not like the normal mac and cheese you get in the parks so it's not like the fake creamy cheese mm-hmm. it's like real mac and cheese with breadcrumbs yeah. i could have just eaten that panko baked on top of it yeah, yeah. So warning, i was curious it's pretty- what they were going to do with that booth that's always in the american pavilion during the festivals that would serve barbecue and I notice now for uh, flower and garden that it's uh, there is a it's, it's it's basically all seafood. There's oysters and oh, another good um, uh, representation. A Louisiana like uh, boil, so it's the mm. potatoes and corn and crawfish uh, or something. Crawfish, yeah. yeah. Oh, good idea. I didn't notice what they had over there. Oh. I guess it wasn't open yet. The signs were up, but I didn't didn't, yeah, I didn't get to see it. That one. So you had, did you try the banana pudding at the Regal Eagle, Jess? I did not have dessert, and and that was the one thing that I realized sort of halfway through eating it. I was like, oh, this is so great, and then I was like, oh my god, this is heavy. Yeah. This is like a brick, and then had to go walk the rest of Epcot and get back to Hollywood Studios for Rise, and by the time I got to Hollywood Studios, I had regretted eating as much as I did. You get uh, and so had the people with you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that Skyliner car did not smell great by the time I left. But you know, <laughs> that did passive airflow didn't do anything. The, uh, the uh, emergency bag underneath. <laughs> All of a sudden, the the announcement came on, and it's like we are now clearing your car. Yeah. <laughs> so imagine in the middle of summer. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, people with hazmat suits. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought it was exceptional. Yeah. The banana pudding. I'm a southern boy. I've had a lot of banana pudding, oh, and this, banana this is so really, good. really good stuff. Everybody raves about that. And there's one other side that everybody says is phenomenal. I can't remember. It's the beans with the burnt ends. Yeah, the beans with the burnt yeah. ends. Yeah, I didn't get that because I was on a long tour that day, and <laughs> that may not have. Please, you were, my, you the were people being, I was with. being kind to your. Uh, You're not allowed to ride the Skyliner after you buy those. Kind things. to my guts. After you've had the beans with the burn ends. <laughs> they put a right. stamp you on guys, your hand. If I have beans, I'm going to have a burn I am. They should serve it with a side of Beano. <laughs> Just have a dispenser. Handy wipes and Beano. <laughs> Ew. That's the name of my autobiography. <laughs> I and the it. contents of your bedside table. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, Epcot is 
Oh, I Epcot's. mean, I think they're they're glad for the festival right now because so <sighs> the front of the park the front is of the just, park is just shockingly destroyed. torn up. Epcot is really World Showcase Park now. The it's whole rough. the whole middle of the front of the park from the from Spaceship Earth all the way. Well, leading up to Spaceship Earth from the gate, and then after Spaceship Earth, all the way back to World Showcase is just walls. Yeah, construction walls. It's going to be amazing when it's done, but and it's rough in the interim here. It's a maze right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm surprised they haven't turned those construction walls into trying to come up with the newest Disney wall trend. Yeah. Well, really whose really idea was it should. to, whose idea was it to paint those black? That was mine. <laughs> I, that was the <laughs> weirdest. <laughs> it's the weirdest color for, for construction walls for Disney to use. Usually they I go with like the green. I if they do have some plans yeah. coming uh, for, for what they're going to do with those. There's yeah. there's some thing, interesting things they could do. Like during the, the art festival, they have that wall that you can help you paint a little section of a mural mm-hmm. or something. They should oh, do yeah. something like That'd that. Cool. On I'm those. shocked they haven't figured out a way to upcharge me and sell me a ticket to do something on one of these walls. Yes. It's the walking wall experience. Uh, yes. <laughs> I would do yeah, that. Yeah, I think you have to. Don't you have to pay a little bit if you want to paint part of the, the mural during the... Oh, the, the uh, art festival. I think, I think it's a minimal free. charge. I, I thought that was free because I let my son Maybe do it, it and that means it must have been free. So. <laughs> yeah, this, this cheap bastard won't let his son it must do have been some, I saw something uh, near one of those walls. There was some uh, upcharge experience you could do. That during, was the flasher that's um, there with his little cup. <laughs> ah, right. I'm sure they'll have some sort of scavenger hunt where it's like, if you can find this black wall, you get a sticker. If you can find this black yes. wall, you get a sticker. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they have another... Uh, Another uh, experience on the for for flower and garden where if you you eat five different things at the the booths you get something extra, but it doesn't say what. It just tells you where to go to get it. And you have to pay extra for the extra thing. <laughs> no, it's free if you okay, eat so if the- you have if you have a stamp at at each of the you have to have the grilled baby vegetables, the impossible meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Insert. That was my band's here. name. <laughs> the pineapple skewer, the potato pancakes, and a watermelon cucumber slushy. If you have all of those five things, you go back to a uh, pineapple promenade, and it doesn't say what they give you, but the, you get you leftover get cookies surprise. from. Uh, well, yeah, during the, the holiday cookies. festival, it was if you ate five of the the cookies on the cookie walk, you got a sixth cookie for free. And that sixth cookie was the worst of all of them. So it I didn't feel like I won anything. <laughs> <laughs> Except a stomachache. I got to do a pretty cool thing while I was there. They took us to um, the Three Bridges Bar and Grill, which is at Villa del Lago. I never understand. what So many words. What is the name of this? Place? Yeah, the the <laughs> whole island is called Villa del Lago. and then But the we... only thing on that island is Three Bridges Bar and Grill. <laughs> and there are three bridges there, so. Yes. How else are they going to get you to say like a full paragraph when you're talking about something? Yeah. Every every new attraction, everything lately has so many words. Three Bridges Bar and Grill at Villa del Lago at Coronado Springs, Disney's Coronado <laughs> Springs Resort. But isn't it at Grandestino at Grandestino Tower at Disney or Coronado That's Springs? correct. Yes. Well, it's not really at the tower. It's sort of in the middle of the lake there of the whole company. Anyway, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. But that every... Every Sunday from 2.30 to 3.30 at Three Bridges Bar and Grill at Villa Del Lago. <laughs> at you can do. Grand Destino Tower at 
Disney's Coronado Springs Resort for 45 bucks a person. They do Sangria University. This I is my first college experience, this. and I have to say it was much better <laughs> you, than I thought. I'm a diploma? high school dropout, so this was my first university, and I got to say, it was way better than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you get, uh, when, you, when you're seated, they have a tower that's holding four pre-made sangrias. Um, I wasn't mm. smart enough to write down what they were, but every one of them was delicious. <laughs> they had a sparkling, and then a red, and a white, and a... Um, a rosé sangria with different ingredients. And then on the table are uh, limes and all different garnishes. And then a selection of juices and uh, what are those thick, like a juice, but a puree kind of. A puree. Not puree, but like. Um, anywho, other syrup? mixy stuff. Yeah, well, they had yeah. some syrups. They did have syrups and things. It was like a guava and all different sorts of things but you choose and when you sit down you choose your booze and you choose your style of wine and they pre-mix that for you and then bring it out so they teach you about sangria and the history of sangrias and actually the interesting history of why spain and sangria and disney are all a thing so that was very interesting i won't spoil it here because oh. i don't remember Fine. it <laughs> <laughs> but it was interesting um <laughs> She's told she told me this after I had all of my sangrias and the person next to me who is a non-drinker. So I was eight sangrias in when I was hearing this amazing. Did that trivia. person get lost or something? Or? Yeah, what? Did that person get lost? No, she's a non-drinker, so she she didn't have hers. So I just had all of hers and all of mine. But then they bring out your your booze mix and your wine, and then you garnish it with all the different juices and. Toppings and everything. It was really cool. So for $45, you, le you definitely leave there with five. And if you happen to sit next to a recovering alcoholic, <laughs> you can have. Who you will wonder why they signed up for the sangria. <laughs> yeah, they just do know who to bring with you. Uh, to their credit, they do. If you uh, let them know ahead of time, they have non-alcoholic versions of that that are different juices and things you can make. I don't know oh, if it would be worth the 45 bucks, but the person that I was with, uh, really did enjoy the experience and the history and the uh, the drinks, but no. It bugs. looks fantastic, and it's a beautiful location. Way worth it, and uh, they also you can do it uh, on days besides Sundays. You can book it for private parties for groups. I think with one instructor, you can do a group up to eighteen people. Oh, that's nice. But I, I did get to try some of the sangrias. My group met up with Jeff's group. After they finished their Sangria University, we were I still we were was the dropouts. My cap and but, down photos done. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but the, we we got. To, I tried the sparkling Sangria, and it was that delightful. was my favorite. Wow, yeah, so good. So plan your bachelorette yeah. party trip there. <laughs> that would be oh, great. That, that. Yeah, that would but, definitely uh, the normal make a good public event. offering is every Sunday from two thirty to three thirty at Three Bridges Bar and Grill at Villa de Lago. <laughs> At Disney's Coronado Springs Resort <laughs> and Convention Center. <laughs> and Spa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Part of the Walt Disneyland Florida campus. Coronado Springs is, the, the transformation there is just stunning. Mm -hmm. That Grand Destino Tower is my, probably my favorite resort now. And with mm -hmm. the Villa del Lago edition, and mm -hmm. it's a great place to stay. Yeah, the Despacito yeah. Tower is just gorgeous. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> 
Okay. And the restaurant and lounge at the top of the Despacito Tower, uh, Toledo and Dahlia, are fantastic. Uh, but my favorite spot is actually the Barcelona Lounge, which Barcelona. is kind of the lower Barcelona, kind of the lower lobby of that tower. And uh, I've spent a, a good many hours in there sampling their gin and tonic bar. It's I did so not good. know this, bar is nice. gin and tonic specifically, but gin is the national drink of Spain. I had no yeah, idea. Who knew? Yeah. But so they, they have, have a like create your own. Pints. Yeah, yeah, they have a create your own G&T menu where you choose your premium tonic and you choose your gin and they're and your garnish too or different. Beautifully. Yeah. Different accoutrement. We had we discovered there is a type of blue gin called Magellan. It makes a very beautiful gin and tonic. Tried that one. Uh, tried we many. tried quite a few different <laughs> Yeah, they also have lots of other bar. premium liquors and drinks and craft mm-hmm. cocktails and things too. If gin is not your thing, gin is my it's a, thing. It's in my mind too, and it is a beautiful bar. Um, and they have a quite difficult to spot hidden Mickey over the bar. Not difficult for your one. children. Oh, that drove me insane. We we must have sat there for 45 minutes one night trying to find this hidden Mickey. And I thought, oh, this is going to be great. We took the the family. We were eating at Toledo and we went down so that uh, David and I could have a G&T. And I had talked it up to the boys like, this is a really tough hidden Mickey. It's going to take you forever to find it. They sat down and they were like, oh, you mean that? <laughs> oh, yeah, killing oh, me. It's actually, it looks kind of like a Mickey Mouse hat, a classic yeah. felt Mickey hat. And it's very large scale. I was looking for something more of a small Mickey. <laughs> to our credit, we were drunk when we were looking. <laughs> yes. That'll do it. <laughs> and your kids true. had only had two or three drinks. <laughs> we we had to, I think Jeff texted a friend who, who had told him about it and had to ask, like, oh, where is this you, dude? We you, can't find it. Spoiled my cheating. <laughs> <laughs> we totally I did have to, I did have to text <laughs> my friend. He sent back a photo with it, like, <laughs> outlined. Like, here it is, here. dummy. <laughs> <laughs> so the main thing that we were there at Walt Disney World for at the end of the week was the grand opening of something. What was that? Mm, the great movie with the train. That's right. <laughs> Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Oh. Opened March 4th was the official date. Yep. Yes. And yeah. Three of the four of us on this podcast got to write it, and we're sure Dan's going to be there. Dan's going to love it when he gets to. It feels like Hollywood Studios is really complete now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being finished. I was they just have thinking their that. central icon now, the, the, the Chinese theater with that beautiful Mickey and Minnie's multicolored signage outside. This ride is a pure delight. It's what I thought my takeaway from it was the last several rides, attractions, and even lands haven't been overly Disney. Like mm, they, you had yeah. Star Wars and you have Pixar and you have uh, whatever Pandora is. And then, you know, they're all amazing <laughs> rides and experiences and lands. But this ride is just pure Disney magic. It's, of course, being Mickey magic and Minnie. It's and Mickey, it's whimsy. Minnie, it's Goofy. But there's an uh, amazing original song that was done for this thing that mm-hmm. it starts off with them singing about nothing can stop us now. And then all heck breaks loose on this ride. Yes. It's so, so fun and so cute. I was just grinning ear to ear every time I wrote it. The whole time. And speaking of hidden Mickeys, 
It has more hidden Mickeys than anywhere else in the park. Watch mm, for in them any every park second. in anywhere in the world. Apparently, mm-hmm. most most hidden Mickeys in one collection of things, which makes sense. Yeah, I mean, and- the one the one thing that really stood out to me was they said, you know, this was going to be Mickey's first actual attraction, mm-hmm. and like Mickey was actually in it. For the, like the majority of the attraction, it's not like Mickey's Philhar Magic, where it's basically Donald's ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mickey kind of popping up at the end. Good point. But yeah, I was I love this new animation style. I know a lot of people. I do too. A I lot of too. vocal. I, I wasn't a quick critics. tell on it, but I am a convert. Mm-hmm. I and, love and it. Yeah, but I, I was worried about how it would translate because it's very painterly. It's very. It's especially the backgrounds are so surreal. It mm-hmm. it felt to me like it was going to be really hard to translate it so that you actually feel like you're in it. And they show it exact, yeah, they show exactly what you can do with this projection mapping that they've been using lately. This is probably the most amazing use of it yet. It's extraordinary, and yeah. I think I've mentioned before I am a Mickey Mouse fan. Oh, you are, and this ride was everything that I hoped it it would be. It really was. We were we were very very fortunate where because we were part of the press event, we got a, a window of time that we could ride it as often as we wanted, and ride it we did. <laughs> yes. Well, no, four times in a row. Four times in a row, and then we came back to ride it after riding uh, Rise of the Resistance. It's and it's I I just loved it every single time and every single time I saw something new. Yeah, it's fully three sixty. Like there is something it going really on is. around you in every room you go in, and the ceilings are so high because of the way that the Great Movie Ride was. Mm, There's stuff mm-hmm. going on like all the way up to the ceiling. Oh yeah, the time. yeah. And what I was extremely impressed and, by was that on the opening day, this ride showed just how quickly it can churn people out. Like mm-hmm. yeah. there was an insane line, you know, that was twisting back right when park opened all the way back to Toy Story Land. Right. And within yeah. we, we kept wow. walking past it again within two hours of park opening. The line had been contained to the front of the building and people were it went from 250 minutes listed down to like people were only waiting in like 45 minutes mm-hmm. of that time. Yeah, so it's constantly it, it loading. Well, not, and the trains hold quite a few people. Not like an yeah. Omni mover, but it's just one after the next and it holds. I I guess each row holds four people. At mm. least, yeah. There's a, I don't remember. I think there's four cars. I don't know how many they're cars, doing at a time, think, but they're yeah. churning them out pretty quick. But yeah. you think the way the train loads in, you think you're on a connected train that's connected yeah. like all the ride vehicles. But then when things happen that you didn't know were going to happen, you realize that's not necessarily the case. And everybody's getting a different experience and a different view each time you do it. So if it Definitely bears uh, repeated rides. Yeah, and trying to get into the different cars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. I'm I've never gotten to do one of those totally trackless attractions. And that's pretty yeah, the ride vehicle. And it, it, it is, is yeah. similar to the Ratatouille attraction in Disneyland Paris. Is this trackless uh, spinning? It can spin. It can back up. It can point. It points you where it wants you to see at each mm-hmm. time. And so each time you ride it, you get a little bit different view. Same as Rise of the Resistance. Mm. Um, a little bit and different skewed angle. Hold on to time. your hat moments. Oh yeah, yeah. Your ears blew off. <laughs> yes, Boy, her, Which her was... Mickey Mouse ears, not her actual ears. <laughs> not my actual ears. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't expecting that though. <laughs> no travel agency owners were harmed in the making of this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a, the whole event surrounding the opening was a lot of fun. Um, Josh Demaro, the new president of Walt Disney and World, Heather's was new there. Yeah, I'm. I'm a little. I got a little crush on Josh. <laughs> yeah, you and everybody else around there. 
Yeah, he was there in his cute Mickey Mouse T-shirt. It's great. And they did the whole, because it's at the Chinese theater, you know, they have the red carpet and the whole fanfare for the opening. It was, it was a lot of fun. And the hip hop dancers. Gotta, yes. <laughs> gotta have those hip hop dancers. Of course. Yeah, that was the first time I've been to a grand opening of any event or any land like that. That was pretty cool. We had a we had a great dinner in the uh, fun fact that in the whole Indiana Jones Theater is available to be rented out for private events. They call it the Epic Theater <laughs> and they set up your dinner on the on the stage. Basically, they can mm-hmm. um, they can push all the sets and at back. the end. They roll a giant stone ball to uh, crush all the guests. <laughs> yeah, just, I was going to say, do they get you to leave by turning on the spikes that shoot yeah. up from the floor? <laughs> We've been. We've been to a couple events there and they can they can have the sets all remain so that your your yeah. event is kind of Indiana Jones themed or for this one they had them all pushed back. Had so many people and it was that, all Mickey and Minnie themed. Yeah. But uh, we were at a different thing one time where they had the plane and all that stuff was still back there and the the hill where the ball rolls down and all that stuff was just pushed back. So it still looked like Indiana Jones. It's a great place for an event though. And it's a lot of fun. And for, for this one, Goofy dropped down out of, of uh, down from the ceiling at the end, the big, uh, <laughs> yeah, I forget. They, from the- I was trying to figure out what was going to happen and I was trying to go forward because I thought whatever was going to happen was going <laughs> to happen from the, where the DJ booth was, where Goofy had been spinning records earlier. Yes. And, uh, tried to push forward and i was like God, these guys won't let me get around them. and i finally realized they're wearing name tags and i said oh wait are you stopping me from going forward he said yes sir look up <laughs> and then boing yeah. goofy dropped in on like repelled or bungee yeah. jumped in on they had a circle of cast members so that goofy didn't <laughs> fall these, on anyone these people are so rude they won't let me go forward <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm oblivious but that uh that ride i just can't get enough of that I was I didn't have the hugest high hopes for the Mickey and Minnie ride, but it's I I think it's my favorite thing ever now. Mm-hmm, absolutely, so. I guess anytime they say it's going to be an attraction for all ages, you think, oh, you know, it's not going to be that thrilling. <clears throat> well, I think because... like Barnstormer or something dumb like that. Yeah, not at all. It was. Yeah, it, it actually was very thrilling and fun and. And cute, well, and I still have that song stuck in my head. Yeah, you can listen to that song on Spotify. On Spotify. <laughs> I, I sent yeah. it to Heather, like, in case you'd forgotten it, here's that song to get back Here in Here it head. is again. <laughs> well, I think what's great about the new the new version of Mickey, you know, the, in the shorts and in this ride, is it it takes him back and makes him exciting and fun like mm-hmm. he was. Yeah. He's plucky. Originally, yeah. I mean, yeah. He got, Mickey got bored. And a little bit mischievous, too. Like, they let... Donald right. be the mischievous one, and Mickey became like Bing Crosby or something. He's mm. hanging around oh, yeah. the fireplace with his sweater and his literally in some of <laughs> yeah. the yeah. David Bowie singing with yeah. him. I never milk toast Mickey. That. Well, now that would have been cool. <laughs> yeah. well. And also, <laughs> in conjunction with this attraction opening, they also finished the the new attraction where Sounds Dangerous used to be, and it's now the Mickey Shorts Theater. Yes. Yeah, I got to do that one and. That it's was so a, that's cute. a great takeover of that. The theater is super cute. All the, the chairs, the chairs look like Mickey's shorts. Yeah, so it's a little bit of a little bit of a yeah. pun there. Yeah, it's um, a beautiful little theater. Lots of Mickey colored red velvet, and the chairs are like they said the Mickey. Mm-hmm. And a, they debuted a new Mickey short in that theater, which is super cute. Vacation fun. 
and it was fun. It's like one of those episodes they used to do on Full House or so, and they would go, remember when we all went to Disney World or whatever? So the intro parts are him packing for a vacation with Minnie, and he's reminiscing as he's packing over all of his travel and vacation adventures. So it has... Yodelberg and my favorite potato land. Potato land. <laughs> potato and, land. And the one with the little panda where the pan he's oh, trying so to take cute. a photo of the panda. It's so cute. <laughs> Every time he but puts then, his camera up, the panda changes position. <laughs> yes. But then super fun when you exit the theater, it puts you out into this little area with some great photo opportunities. Yeah, they have a and, potato land. You can get your picture taken in front of <laughs> yes. the, the potato the at the only, hub. The that was the only reason I did the attraction was I was like, well, I've yeah. got to get my potato What were the land. other ones? I was, so, I was so There interested. was one with um, the panda. The panda. Yeah. Oh, and then Yodelberg they had where and you Yodelberg. were climbing the uh, Swiss Alps. And no mm-hmm. one could figure it out. It's, it's the classic thing where it's turned sideways. So you you yeah. hang you're on, the, you hang on the rope as if you're climbing yeah. like Batman and Robin style. Up. Yeah. And all the people are just standing there like, oh, yeah. like no, oh, that means I'm holding the rope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no one and then of course there's a little, there's a little gift shop in there, which is, yeah. you know, gotta have that. But that's such a great use of that space. As we've, as we've mentioned in the past, none of us were big fans of sounds yeah. dangerous. This is the theater so. that's on, it's connected to the, and on the back end of the building, uh, that the Frozen sing-along attraction is still in. It was most recently a Disney Infinity Playroom, but since mm-hmm. they got yeah. rid of that game. It's really like cute now. Ago. They've painted the whole outside of it black, red, and yellow for the Mickey colors and got the uh, flowered hat of Minnie. So cute. And the chairs yeah. are really comfortable. If you've got a bad back like me, those chairs are very comfortable. They're comfortable and they're so cute. They're wide I enough in my for house. my big butt. <laughs> I know we should all build like movie theaters in our home and have yes. those chairs with Mickey Mouse shorts on the back. I so like cute. it. Yeah, Hollywood Studios really feels finished mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. I love that. I mean, do you think it's it nice. is? No, not know. until they tear out Pizza Rizzo. Uh, well, yeah. and they also are still working on that new restaurant over in Toy Story Land, but oh, right, there's yeah. there's mm. nothing there's no big construction project. Yeah, I could see them you know. revamping something around the the lake in front of the Indiana Jones mm-hmm. experience. Something yeah. that yeah. feels like dead space over there. It still feels like well, the old version. I think of something's going to happen to Aerosmith sooner or later too. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, Ooh, is that a threat? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're going to fall down some stairs if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, there's there's definitely some rumors regarding uh, an expansion of the Pixar area. And what yes. they might do right. over in that little courtyard. There's there's definitely some room for improvement there. You know, what? That, that Incredibles thing they've got going on there now is definitely not permanent. So mm-hmm. I'm and sure what about the painting what about on the wall attraction? <laughs> what about Launch Bay? Do we really think that's necessary anymore? I, th- I think if they're going to do this this Pixar expansion, that it's going to reach back into that courtyard take over area. Launch Bay. Launch Bay and, and where that Little Mermaid attraction is. You know, mm-hmm. all of that stuff over there is just... Yeah. Disney Junior weed. Dance Party. Yeah. Until the Hong Kong flu abates, they're not doing any yeah. more plans to go spend home. money. With these Asian parks being closed for a while, they're hemorrhaging money right now. Yeah, that is a good point. We should all be happy we got what we've gotten so mm-hmm. far. Right. <laughs> be happy with what you've got. I'll say just switching back to Epcot, I'm curious. Yeah, you spent a lot of time over at yeah. uh, Flower and Garden, would you? What'd uh, you think? I, I mean... For the most part, Flower and Garden seems normal because 
you know, that side of the park, the World Showcase side, isn't really being messed with. But it is, it's so bad and it's so much space on the Future World side is gone that I can't mm-hmm. see this festival. I can't see um, food and wine with it being as big as it is. I can't see them not feeling overcrowded and they're and those mm-hmm. those are already crowded if you're going on the weekend if you're going on the evenings mm. and like That's when we were point. there for the opening yeah when we were there for the opening day it felt very slow for the first half of the day and i feel like you're gonna get day guests who are are just aren't gonna go because they don't feel like there's anything mm-hmm. there there's not enough right now right but with these festivals there are people that come just for the festival anyway that wouldn't gonna, weren't gonna set foot in in you know future world to begin sure. with so i i'm curious to see if this is going to cause a lot more problems because the longer we were there throughout the day the more crowded it started to get yeah yeah a little bit of that'll be helped when space 220 is finished and they can get the guardians ride open then that's that whole section of future world will be nice and usable again do we have an impact remote target date for guardians is that this year or no just 2021 was the they were saying later this year but now they're just saying 2021 and even space 220 has been changed to later this year is all they're saying we're hoping later this this uh summer it would be nice the good news is is if um they've announced that spaceship earth will be closing i think it's the 26th or 29th of may i couldn't remember may 26th yeah if you remember back when they were first starting talking about the Ratatouille ride, that was supposed to be opening at the end of May around that time. So I would be pretty surprised if we don't see Ratatouille open up right at about the same time that Spaceship Earth and it's, closes. And it's coming along really well. We, yeah. If you fly in on the Skyliner, you can see that it's the, out, the outside stuff. They've installed the fountain mm-hmm. and it's, it's looking... It's looking on target. So it looks really cool back They've there. They've got too. the walkways yeah. and the two different gates on either side of the existing um, pavilion are there ready to be mm-hmm. opened. Yeah. The problem is, though, with the space issues in that park, once that ride opens up, it is just going to be hell. Back that back entrance showcase. is going to be hell, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the entire park, because, I mean, everybody's going to be there. Yeah, and everyone will come in that and, back uh, International yeah. Gateway entrance, too, to avoid all the stuff going on up front mm-hmm. luckily Ooh, the yeah. work back there it, to expand it is finished and they have m- many more security yeah checkpoints international and- gateway is now yeah it's very usable with the skyliner mm-hmm. dropping off right there and the way they've they've moved the tickets uh booths out it used to be sort of in front side. of kind of blocking the the uh security points but now they've moved pushed them to the side and built a much bigger nicer bathroom situation it's all it all flows much nicer Mm-hmm. It's yeah. definitely better, and then you can see you can definitely see the direction that Epcot is going, and that it's going to be a fabulous park when that's all finished. Mm-hmm. They've opened up some of the congestion points. There was a little walkway, not the main one going from World Showcase back into Future World, but there was a little side piece that dipped around there by the Imagination Pavilion and all that it was just a skinny little sidewalk now they've widened that by like four times they put in permanent Mm -hmm. huge bathrooms back there and in the center where they used to have the butterfly garden near what was the coca-cola cool club uh that is now like a permanent place where they'll have space for these booths they have 10 out of 12 months a year Mm -hmm. and it's a green space it's fake grass but it's a wide open green space with permanent stalls put the different uh Mm-hmm. show things in that you see that direction they're trying to open things up make things greener and all the illustrations i got to see they showed us a lot more 
uh, stuff in a presentation I got to watch uh, last week about Epcot. Way more trees and shade is what they're going That's for nice. everywhere. That's, like they're bringing yeah. in just thousands and thousands of trees. So they want be the whole beautiful. front of the park to look. I guess the future used to be concrete. That was concrete. Yeah, going to be just <laughs> hot and concrete. And now future looks like parks and shade. And I like that future much better. Everywhere. So yeah. I hope that really will soften that up. I think it's going to be great. Yeah, that's definitely a good point. Like back when, um, back when the contemporary was built, yeah, that, the that was what was considered futuristic. <laughs> concrete and steel, yeah. And, <laughs> and same yeah. with Tomorrowland. It was white concrete. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a brutalist. This is a very like Stanley yeah. Kubrick 2001 Space Odyssey kind of yeah. look to everything. I will say with with everything how how a future world is torn up I've been spending a lot more time exploring really back into the countries in the world showcase and I've gone all the way back into countries that I kind of ignored before this trip we spent a lot of time back in China exploring the mm-hmm. the little shops and we went all the way back stuff. into the Wuhan province there it was really <laughs> yeah <laughs> we had to get our temperature taken all the way out but <laughs> <laughs> Jeff got a little, a cute little Chinese outfit for his doggy. Yeah, it's like the red silk cute. with the bows. What do you call that kind of an outfit? I don't, I don't know, know what that is, but it's like if you go a to like geisha. a <laughs> say you're dressing your dog up like a geisha. <laughs> no, not the robe. Yeah. The geishas are more like the robes and things. This is like the. It's more like a formal kimono type, but I don't know. Yeah. That's what they call it in Japan. Like I don't know what, a, what you call that in China. Like the classic. Tiki and Asian themed bars, Kabuki like in the fifties and sixties, the waitresses would be wearing these. They're tight little, uh, like the kind of dress that that white girl got in trouble for wearing to prom. Exactly. Like. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, my little white girl Chihuahua is uh, wearing one of those. Totes <laughs> adorbs. It's super cute. But they have a whole line of uh, all those Chinese dog uh, clothes. So they had the kimono things, and they had uh, ninja stuff, and. Yeah, you could get your your ninja and gear. For whatever back reason, there. a duck. You could dress your dog as a duck back there. They have a miniature horse sleeve that you could. <laughs> yeah, yeah, full body suit for your a horse body for your sorry. miniature horse. Yeah, that shop's really cool. Just going like like the giant jade sculptures and yes, the huge vases that you like. Who is who did they think was going to buy this eight hundred dollar vase that's you know three right? feet tall and has been marked down twelve different times? You can see on the sticker. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> Yeah, it's really cool to see, right though. Yeah. I did. I I went and had some lunch there on my last day at the at the the, the booths, and the, they're always delightful. They have some great, great stuff. I love that they've they've incorporated the food and beverage booths into Flower and Garden and yeah. and the the art festival. That's they figured out that it was a great draw for food and wine. So let's just have always have food booths. Oh yeah. I think, I think Flower and Garden is my favorite. It's so pretty. Festival. It really it's is. It's really nice. All those topiaries are mm-hmm. really There's a cool. new topiary in Japan, a big dragon right under that. Oh, yeah, right under gate. the gateway cool. there. I, I think that Epcot always should have that flower bed around the lake with the, yes, where the thing so crosses beautiful. over. It's so gorgeous. It looks so weird after it's taken out, and you're just like, oh, it's, it just looks plain. They and should sad. put concrete there instead. Yeah, Ooh. it's the future. And concrete and metal, <laughs> <laughs> and all those floating flower baskets in that yeah. little lagoon there are so pretty. I hate when they take those out. <laughs> yeah, I think Flower and Garden is my favorite, and it's a, such a pretty time of year. Yeah, the weather was spectacular. I never do any of. They have all those classes you can take and. 
experiences you can do. I've never done any of those things. I always say I'm going to, and then I don't. I just walk we around and the, eat and drink. We did the tequila tasting lunch at uh, Food and Wine a couple of times. Yeah, that's, well, like I said, so I eat good. and drink. It makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to pot a plant or something, but they have all sorts of seminars <laughs> and things you can do. I do like that kind of thing. This time I did a, a painting class. We were talking, was it last week, the week before, about all the ago, little... Yeah off the beaten track things. And I, I went at Riviera and did the painting class painted orange bird. It was super fun. Yeah, It was like one of and those I, sip and drink things, right? They yeah. That's what I and... didn't know about those that you, you pay, it was $50 and it included the, all of the materials for the painting and the instructor, but then it also included wine and a charcuterie board, which was mm-hmm. a delightful surprise. Mm. <laughs> So this, you know, you have to paint the background first and you have to stop and let that dry before you can move on. So that's you stop, so you stop and, and, and drink and, and have some sip some wine. <laughs> everybody's background looks really nice. And then by the time yeah. they get to the orange bird, it's like, yeah. yeah, it's abstract orange bird. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. I would absolutely do that again. That was where was that experience? That was at Riviera, Disney's Riviera Resort. Hmm. They have a little, they hold their class in uh, their little community center room because it's a DVC resort. Uh, I've I've noticed it on the boardwalk. They have it. They do the class out on that big, beautiful uh, porch. Mm, the unair-conditioned the outdoor area. <laughs> yeah, that one is an uh, That's a no <laughs> thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure where they're holding that class at Yacht and Beach now. It used to be back in that Ariel's event space that they took over with the Beaches and Cream expansion. So they've probably moved that. Beaches and Cream, by the way, I walked into there when I was there a couple of weeks ago. So much better now. It's more than twice the size it used to be, but it still has the exact same look and feel and character. But it was nice. very, very crowded and loud in there, and it is oh, yeah. now much, much nicer. Out. And the they've expanded the offerings at the takeout window. You can get booze, and you can get uh, alcoholic milkshakes. And oh, I had one of those. Fun. I had a hard, uh, hard root beer float. Oh, With yum! That Dad's that root beer, good. or whatever that alcoholic mm-hmm. root beer is, that was good. Again, I just segued into me drinking. <laughs> you drinking something? What a shock! <laughs> Um, you guys have anything else exciting that you saw on your trip this this past week? I saw Mickey Mouse. Mickey yeah. the Mouse. Yeah, it's a great time. To, it's a great time to visit. Don't don't yeah. be scared off by anything in the news. Get get so yourself much to Walt new Disney and World. Cool. And I we mm-hmm. did get to ride the Rise of the Resistance ride again. That thing that was only my second time to ride it. That never fails to just blow my mind. I was excited awesome. to ride that with. Yep some people that hadn't ridden it before. So this time I was just like, shut up, stop talking, pay attention, stop mm-hmm. talking. No, nope, yeah, this is don't talk. Just, like, I didn't want to like ruin it for them, but they kept being like, Oh, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, just pay attention to the whole ride. Please. I think like, my mm-hmm. favorite part of that ride is the hour and a half break. I always get right after the stormtrooper room. <laughs> you get to wander around the park and come back at your leisure. <laughs> I'm two for two. On yeah. that happening. We got in the, the line just past, uh, it should be kind of slow, but always moving once you get past the stormtrooper room that we've all seen. And I was like, oopsie, we're standing still. This feels familiar. And sure oh, enough, like, oh, that, everybody out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I got to do the on. opening part a second time. So that was cool. Yeah, I've been on two and a half times now. <laughs> yeah. Two and a half. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, it just boggles my mind that they can't get that one to work. But the trackless ride system at Mickey and Minnie's was working great. The Ratatouille ride, it's, yeah. it works great. It just it uh, must be, it makes me sad. I think it's probably a communication sync point somewhere where when this vehicle gets here, this yeah. 150 different things have to happen. Because so much is happening. And there's yeah, different levels. True. I saw wrong. some. Plus, yeah. yeah. Plus, apparently, the computer's learning routes for the cars to take as it runs. Oh, so oh interesting. It's, if it's had fewer trips through than some of the higher volume rides, then it's uh-huh. messing yeah. up sending cars where it should. That makes sense. Yep. You sound smart, Stupid Dan. Robots. That was yeah, so I just smart Imagineer Dan. About <laughs> yeah. I thought he was a dapper Dan, but he's an Imagineer Dan. He's an Imagineer. <laughs> I got to fill 40 hours a week at my day job some. <laughs> thinking about things certainly not doing work right <laughs> yeah no. ain't nobody got time no. for that that's right this is another podcast all right yeah uh, but you know listen to ours first um <laughs> if you're feeling inspired to book a trip to walt disney world so that you can check out one of the many many festivals at epcot or catch a ride on mickey and minnie's runaway railway for yourself why don't you uh, visit our sponsor key to the world travel at www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a whole train full of expert travel planners are willing to help you plan your next trip. Don't forget to head to themeparkprofessor.com for all the latest theme park news and planning tips. Can't wait to talk to you again last week. Not last week. <laughs> next week, Dan. Next week. We can't We've got wait to go talk back with you to again. the future. <laughs> we can't wait to talk with you again next week. Bring a friend with you. We'll see you real soon. All right. See you last Bye, week. Y'all. <laughs> Don't go to flows. It's time to close this week's gathering of the Gold Key Adventurer Society. Thank you so much to each and every one of you for tuning in. If you want to become a member of our band of explorers, all you have to do is subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a rating and review, won't you? We'll be eternally grateful. It helps other adventurers find us and helps us grow our show. To ask a question or share your travel story, you can reach us by smoke signal, carrier pigeon, or send an email to goldkeyadventurers at gmail.com. And make sure you follow the Gold Key Adventure Society on Facebook and Instagram. A huge thanks to our sponsor, Key to the World Travel. For all your travel planning needs, visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a free quote and help planning the trip of a lifetime. Tell them the gold key adventurers sent you. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Thanks to Outer Vibe for the use of their song, Hoka Hey, for the intro and outro of our show. Find them on Facebook at The Outer Vibe or check out www.outervibe.com for tour dates, music, merch, and more. We'll see you next week for another meeting of the Gold Key Adventure Society. And until then, remember, life is short and the world is wide. So go have an adventure.